0: Welcome to the PowerBlock Fitness Podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay, and I'm Kitty Truex. And we are delighted that you chose to listen to this podcast today. Are you excited, Kitty?
1: I really am looking forward to meeting Ebenezer. Actually,
0: Ebenezer. Ebene? Do you think he goes by Ebenezer?
1: I hope so. Eb. When Maybe I call, when I bees called him, yeah.
0: If your name was Ebenezer, first of all, and this is not making fun of his name, and although he seems like the kind of guy that would probably be okay with that. I mean, if your name's Ebenezer and you're under a uh, hundred years old, that's rare, right? I mean, that's it is quite an old school name. It's an old school name, and isn't it? is uh, not is it Scrooge? Ebenezer Scrooge. That's correct. That's that how is we immediately what I thought. That's of. how we know that name. Well, when I talked to Ebenezer, I did call him that. I mean, I, I had a couple conversations on the phone. Hey, Ebenezer, and he didn't say call me Eb, but I'm guessing he goes by Eb.
1: I actually think you're right because I found a little segment he does called Ebb and Swole.
0: Okay, well, d- there we go. Which is brilliant, we, by the way. We answered our own question. The wordplay on that. And Ebenezer is uh men's health fitness director. Correct. Yeah, and among other things.
1: And a trainer and an expert, actually. He's got a lot of information on Let his me spirit.
0: ask you this, Truax. Do you, have you ever, have you ever read Men's Health Magazine? I haven't. Really? No. See, Every gal I dated back in the day, I I was a Men's Health subscriber. I it's been a few years, I pick it up in the airport, maybe go online, you know, read some stuff. But back in the hard copy days, every gal would just grab that once I got it and would read it.
1: My Do you understand, do you understand the thought process on I that? I understand that, but mine was Maxim. So, well, yeah, that's, it was that was kind of my men's men's magazine. then
0: that's, that's the pro, that's the difference between Dan that's and I's generation and your to. and your generation <laughs> Max- and why why we're better and no <laughs> that's why we're so
1: complimentary Jason uh, that, Different perspectives Okay
0: that's one way of looking at it I Max, like to look at it that way Maxim Magazine That that Yeah okay I could talk about Maxim Magazine I'm not going to
1: But let's talk about Men's Health Magazine
0: Let's talk about Men's Health Magazine With Ebenezer Samuel We're going to get him on the horn here in a little bit I'm in And he answered the phone We got him on the phone Can All you believe bad. that he did not blow us off I thought this might be the guy that would say Yeah these guys power block now But we're, But thank you for answering Ebenezer Samuel How you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. It's the end of the day here. I've got a little bit of a workout planned after I get off with you guys. So, you know, I'm having a good day. Anytime My gym is my garage now, and so the days where we can open up the garage and I can train without having to shut down are great. And today is a perfectly sunny day, so that puts me in a
0: perfectly sunny I always ask everybody, where are you talking to us from? What part of the country are you in?
2: I am in Yonkers, New York, so probably like maybe 20 minutes outside of New York City.
0: Yes. I have not been to Yonkers, but I know where it is. It's it's uh, north, isn't it? Yes. Is it yeah. the, is it the kind of deal where, uh, Ab, where you take a, a train kind of thing into into the city?
2: So it's interesting. I can take a train. I grew up in Pennsylvania. So I, I grew up driving everywhere. And so sometimes, I, I, a lot of times for me, obviously with COVID, we started working from home very frequently. So I don't have to go to the office that much. So the times I have to go, I just drive in.
0: Okay, got it. Yeah. Where did you grow up in Pennsylvania? What city? Allentown. If if you're familiar
2: with if you're familiar with Allentown, I grew up about twenty minutes away from Allentown in a smaller town. Which is why I really don't tell anybody where like the name of it. It's it's called
0: Strawberryville. though.
1: Strawberryville?
0: Uh Stroudsburg. Oh Stroudsburg. Stroudsburg. Like
1: what? Strawberry.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Strawberryville would be much cooler, yeah. and much more memorable.
0: Well, everybody knows Allentown from the Billy Joel song. Yes. And uh <clears> then <throat> there's Bethlehem. And I actually my uh my best friend's wife is from Allentown, and hmm. uh, she got she got kind of mad at us one time because we made fun of Allentown but, but as a song. We're like, "Oh yeah, where they're closing all the factories down," you know that that whole thing. Anyway, uh, so did you uh, you went to high school in that in that little town outside Allentown? Then then where did you go?
2: Then I went to a very small Division three school called Eastern Mennonite University, mainly because I had an accounting scholarship there. So I got a degree in accounting. I eventually wound up going to. I studied a lot of uh, exercise physiology when I was up there too. And then I wound up going to Syracuse for a grad program where I got a uh, actually a degree in journalism.
0: Okay, so, so you were you were an Orange man, but as a graduate student. Yes. Cool. What years were you What years were you at Syracuse?
2: Oh wow. To be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say maybe like '09 or '08 or
0: something like that.
2: It was a way it was it was long enough that i don't really remember it super well and i need
0: to i need to find that (laughs) no no worries and journalism why journalism
2: yeah
1: what'd you do with it
2: so it's interesting so so for me
0: i've always been into fitness
2: right but i did not for a lot of reasons i did not know that i could really have a career as like a fitness trainer fitness personality these aren't those those weren't things like that you know i grew up thinking about right. right My parents, I was really good at math, so my parents pushed me into accounting. So that's And again, I had a scholarship for it, so that's why I went to undergrad. When I left undergrad, I was pretty much sure of exactly one thing. One, because I spent my entire undergrad career not paying attention in class and loving, you know, it's like you go to class and then you go play basketball for two hours and then you go to the gym and and train. And that was the funnest part of my day. The idea of potentially sitting at a desk and crunching numbers was not appealing. So actually, when I got back from, when I got done with undergrad, I was kind of searching for what I wanted to do. And I settled on journalism because I had grown up reading ESPN and Sports Illustrated magazines, right? I'm that crazy kid who like watched the NFL combine from like every second of it, you know? And I would go into the gym, I would look up, I would Google like who had like the highest bench press reps. Actually, no, I was like 19 at the time. So I would Google who had the lowest bench press reps, right? And then I would try to beat those people to say I like could make it onto the NFL Combine leaderboard. So I was into that, and I guess the way I saw it, you know, I'm five nine. I was I, I love fitness and I love sports and I love all these things. To me, like pro sports was like the career to have if I was going to be in athletics or if I was going to be in fitness. And I wasn't good enough because I'm five nine to like be in the NBA, right? I just didn't have that, you know, I, I couldn't do that. So to me, I was like, how what's as close as I can get to these guys? That way I can like learn from them. I can pick their brains on fitness and you know, I, I can just become the good athlete that I want to be. Right. I can become bigger, faster, stronger. And I was like, well, if I cover them, if I'm writing about them and hanging out in the locker rooms and I can ask them about their workouts, that's my ticket. So I went, that's why, that's why I took up journalism. So I could basically cover sports athletes and pick their brains on how to get jacked.
0: Wow. Wow. So, so we were similar after class You went and played basketball two hours and then went to the gym. I went to the keg party. (laughs) Very similar. Uh, Yeah, yeah, very similar. So, Eb, let's talk about journalism. You've been in front of, I guess the way it sounds, a lot of athletes. How long did you do that for, and do you have any stories that you can share that are kind of (coughs) cool?
2: I have a lot of stories I can't share. Yeah, I figured. Dang it. That's off air. (laughs) I'm trying to think of cool – I'm trying to think of interesting stories that I can tell you. I think I probably did. So I was at the New York Daily News. I wound up interning at the New York Daily News, coming to ESPN. Uh, I interned to the ESPN, the magazine for a little bit. And then I was at the Daily News and I covered the NFL. I covered the NBA. It's interesting because th- there probably are stories that would that would seem really interesting to you guys. I will tell you one. I will not tell you the player named in it because, uh, or I will not tell you the player who had involved, okay?
0: Okay, we'll take it. it
2: it's it's interesting. I think the thing is like, I did it for long enough that there are probably some super interesting stories that I don't even think are interesting, right? Because I did it for so long, but I'll tell you this one because I think it's probably the most interesting and scary thing that happened to me when I was covering, when I was covering sports, I was covering an NFL team. Okay. And if you, if you know anything about sports writing, especially in New York, uh, New York Daily News is one of those tabloid papers. There's a certain level of, you know, it's like part of my job is to be critical of the team, right? right. And to be critical of athletes at, at a certain time and point out when they're not playing very well or they're not setting a good example or something like that, right? And there was a certain game, okay? I covered the Giants, so that's that kind of gives you an idea of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it narrows it a little bit, but I'll leave it at that. There was a certain game, probably like my first year on my first year on the beat was actually really cool because, and I'll tell you that story first, just because it's I think it's a really cool way to start a career, right? My first year covering the Giants, they they went to the Super Bowl. That was that year. I, oh. I grew up in New England Patriots. I grew up in New England Patriots fan, by the way. Do not hold that against. Sorry them, to hear that. <laughs> it used to be cool. This is like in the days of Tom Brady, right? <laughs> Even though his days never end. My first year covering the Giants, you know, I'm watching the Patriots. I grew up the Patriots and loved it and everything like that. And I I the Giants were not very good that year, right? At the start. I think they 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 got up to a very stumbling start. They put things together very late in the year. They wound up limping into the playoffs at nine and seven. First time I'd ever covered playoff games and stuff like that. And so I I assume I remember I remember the playoff run very, very well, right? Because I remember they played the Falcons in it was in New Meadowlands at the time. I thought they were gonna lose and they won. Mm. Right. And then they played and then we traveled to Green Bay. And Green Bay, like Aaron Rodgers and everything, and you're at Lambo. It was really cold. And I thought they were gonna lose because Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers and Eli Manning, you know, was a historic train wreck. Mm. <laughs> and they won. Yeah, and then they went to San Francisco, and San Francisco, the great defense. It's only Alex Smith, but it's a great defense. You know, and you have to go all the way to San Francisco, and they won again, right? And then they come up against my New England Patriots, Super Bowl right?
0: homeboy, yeah,
2: yeah, in, in Indianapolis, and I'm like, there's no way they're beating this team, like Gronk, Ocho Cinco was on, <laughs> you know, it's just Brady, no way it's gonna happen, right? And 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 they won, and and I mean, I was like, I guess yay. But I'm struggling with this a little bit.
1: And that was your first year yes. covering yes, the New York Times.
2: Yes, Wow, that was my first year. And then funny, and, and then you get pampered. You think it's going to be a playoff run every single year, right? They never. I think they might have made the playoffs like a year or two after that. Wow. Never. And, and I mean, you, you've seen the, the you, you've seen the New York Giants now, right? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this story, and I'll I'll, I'll get off. The, I'll stop. One of the years they're really bad. One of their players. I have a thing like I think like if you're winning, you can celebrate all you want, right? Right. They were starting to go with, uh, but if you're losing, it's like pick your spots, okay? Right. And they were starting to shift into their youth movement a little bit, rebuilding a little bit. They drafted a couple players. It might have been like Odell's like second, Odell Beckham's second year or something like that. They lost something like six straight games or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. So they were not very good. And then they won one, right? Then they lost another couple, and then they won again. And they were on the road. No, I, I think it might have actually been a loss rather, but they, they scored a touchdown. One of their guys led like a crazy end zone celebration. And I was kind of like, really, guys, like, mm-hmm. like you're not playing very well. Um, and so I wrote that as a column um, and yeah. at that point. I kind of yeah. I called out that player who was going into free agency. I called him out and basically said, you know, hey, dude, you can be a better leader than that. And then he read it, was not happy. And basically told like like walked along like the practice sidelines or whatever looking for me like next day but then yeah. he, he can't really do anything right right didn't say anything to me for like two weeks right two weeks later they finally won another game okay after the game you know it's like again it's my job to to talk to all these guys right after the game he he was giving quotes i walked up and asked him a question or something like that and he basically had to be held back he was not oh, a very no. big fan wow yeah, and it was it was one of those situations where you learn a lot about yourself a little bit and kind of For why sure. you write things and whether you what you know it's like do I believe in what I wrote or did I write it because I had to right right and I definitely I try to stand behind everything I write and in that like he basically the the reason it got that far is because he says he's like what do you think now and I'm like I kind of stand behind what I wrote sorry yeah. not sorry no that's what I mean yeah mm-hmm. not sorry <laughs> it didn't go over too well with them. You know, and I was trying to be big, tough guy and stuff like that. But inside, I was like, okay, so I'm like five, ten, like 190. He's like six. He's not. He's not five, ten, 190. So I'm strong, but this is not going to go well for me.
1: That had to be a really good learning moment for you.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: I think I know who you're talking about. I'm not going to say his name. And you're a better man than Anonymous. me because I would. I would. I Yeah. Maybe if I was a men's health fitness director, I wouldn't say his name. I don't know.
1: Here's something I want to know, actually, is when you were interviewing mm-hmm. athletes, because that's what we're kind of talking about right now. Mm-hmm. What really awesome tidbits or tricks did you get from them for training that you saw?
2: So it's interesting because it's evolved from like me interviewing athletes as kind of like sports journalist. Ed, and then me, I mean, now we'll still talk to athletes because I have that background. I definitely try to take the lead on a lot of that stuff. Like I, we had a Patrick Mahomes cover story. Back in March around the Super Bowl, I wrote the cover story because I have that background. The one thing that's interesting to me is that a lot of guys really rely on their trainers. You know, you realize like that these guys are special athletes. They're very like naturally gifted. Okay, Uh but in terms of like their training splits and their protocols and stuff like that, where you and me go in and we're trying to enhance our natural gifts, we want to bench press more right? Pro athletes are trying to protect their natural gifts, right? Like Odell Beckham is just playing fast. It's a lot of like, little movements and targeted movements and about injury prevention, as opposed to like, necessarily like necessarily like getting faster.
1: Preventative. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And the other thing I really realized, and again, this is kind of like a fusion over time, like having covered the talk directly to the athletes and having talked to their trainers, right? is that the, the guy who really knows kind of what that training entails very often is the trainer, right? And he's the one who can explain like why, and this isn't to minimize athletes at all. I think there are like a couple, there were a couple of bright guys who I got to cover. Steve Weatherford is like great, you know. I remember the first time I talked to him because he's the, he was the most punter in football, if I, for anybody who doesn't know. And now he looks like a bodybuilder. I think he could probably win a competition. But I remember the first time the first time i walked up to him i was like dude what's your regimen he was like text me your phone number or he's like send me your phone number and then i'm gonna text you some stuff he texted me like all his supplements he texted me like his split he was really focused on training because he wanted to get better right and for him it was about more than injury prevention it was like the love of fitness you know what i mean but then other guys and again i'm not going to name names other guys like i would walk up the wide receivers i basically spent my entire life wanting a wide receiver body right And the wide receivers, I would walk up to them and, you know, ask them, hey, what do you do for your abs, this and that. And it it was either a very basic answer of something like I was already doing, you know, or it was like, honestly, man, I don't really know, you know. And it was great that they were honest with me.
0: Yeah. Right. That makes sense.
1: So they have their trainers to thank. They they listen to what their trainers say. Well, and genetics. Yeah, exactly. Right.
2: Yeah, and they train hard, you know, but they don't necessarily. It's interesting because now, like, I've worked with a couple guys, you know. And the thing you realize is, you know, they want to go out and play, right? And so, you know, they'll train hard. This isn't to say that they don't work, right? It's just that um, they want to be told, like, like run, your, run your butt off in that 40-yard dash, you know? And they don't necessarily care why. They're just going to run hard because they know it's going to make them better.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Flexit Fitness. Well, actually, you know, before we get to that, tell us how you got to Men's Health magazine.
2: Yeah, so how i got to men's house so again I, I loved covering the nfl i did that for a couple of years I, I did a little bit of mba and again i'm living kind of like a childhood dream right if we're honest the publication industry the journalism industry has kind of had some ups and downs and also like you do something for a certain amount of time you know like after a while not not to pin this all on the giants because i can only take so much of covering a losing team
0: thank god you're not in cleveland
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> that's a very good point um although they're getting better i think they're gonna be good this year
0: maybe but
2: for me it's like fitness was always kind of like something i i really really was passionate about so like it's interesting when you hang around football writers right the cool thing about covering the nfl is every weekend you get to like or eight weekends a year at least you get to go to a different city right like i never stopped loving fitness right like i was the kind of guy who would like get back from practice and it's like okay those guys got me excited Jacked to up. you know train.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna go have my own good training session. In the road cities, like a lot of the other journalists it's like we meet up for dinner, you know what I mean? And then everybody goes to bed, right? We meet up for dinner, I would like research my gym in advance, right? It's like, Okay, I'm gonna be in Carolina. I know there's a Gold's gym here, it cost me this much money for a day pass, because I got to get my workout. Awesome. Right. And that was always like, like my thing, you know, and I think again like even getting into cover sports it was because of fitness so i think what i was trying to do it's like i was searching a little bit for the next step in my career i saw men's health had an opening for a fitness editor and i was like you know what it's probably time for a change and i could really 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 love that job i like what i do now because i like sports a lot but this is something like i could really really love you know Mm -hmm and impact people in like a way, because I was already kind of like, you know, freelance training a couple of people here and there, more off kind of like general knowledge, you know, than like a certification or then, and, and more off stuff I'd learned myself, but it's like, this could be a really different way, a, an interesting way, like I can take my career and I can really, really love this. And I can see myself doing it for the whole time. Because the reality is, the last thing I wanted to do is the Giants for like 30 years of my life. And I'm not trying to pile on the Giants because I think they're great, like their organization. But I don't think I would have wanted to do that.
1: Yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like this job is made for you, really, with your background and everything and your fitness. That's awesome that you nailed a job like that. When did you get that job, by the way?
2: I want to say, again, this is this timeline stuff is hard for me. <laughs> I It was, I want to say maybe um, early 2017. Okay. The interview, the interview was great. I'll tell you that. I think I'm okay to say this, but the interview is great. Um, I mean, there was there was kind of like a pre-interview process and the editor, in, I interviewed with the editor-in-chief in a CrossFit workout, right? It's like, that's designed for me to succeed, hmm. you know? I don't even have to open my mouth. It's like, I'm gonna let my fitness do the talking, which pretty much my whole life is all I ever wanted to do. So 2017, and I think a year later, I was elevated to fitness director and the rest is history. Boom.
1: Boom is right. Speaking of, so now they have an app. I want to talk about Men's Fitness Mag, of course. They have an app now. Uh, it's called All Out Studio. Men, is that men's right? Men's Health Magazine. Kidding. Men's Health? I'm sorry, Men's Health Magazine.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. two different magazines. Yeah, they don't. They don't like it when you mess that up. Yeah.
2: I'm
0: right. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Don't don't edit that out, Dan. That's 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 goes, classic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Go so much to show I read it. Uh, Max, but I did want to know about the All Out Studio. Yeah, Maxim is the one that I read. Uh, the All Out Studio, and then also you do something called Flexit Fitness, which is like virtual personal training. I kind of want to get into that stuff.
2: Yes, yes. I feel like this is the way of the future for fitness in some, on some level, right? Is the gym situation is changing. So you've, you've, had all, you've had this rise of apps. And it's not just a gym situation either. It's also people want to train. They just want to have a little bit more freedom with their workouts, right? So the All Out Studio app is something that Hearst, which is a company that owns Men's Health, we do through Hearst. It's an app where we have workouts from men's health, women's health, runner's world. I believe bicycling may have a couple workouts on there as well. And we, what we do there that's really, really special, and, and we work really hard to do that, is you have a lot of apps out there where it's like you can go to them for, say, a one-off workout, right? It's mm-hmm. like I want to log on. I want to get a really good quick sweat. Here's what I'm going to do. But what we do with the All Out app, and I work really, really closely with that team. I actually have two programs on it right now. New Rules of Muscle, which is probably one of my favorite. That It's a lot of the training principles that I try to put on Instagram. And then All Out Arms, which is an arm-focused workout because arms are kind of one of the big reasons. Like, I'm very big into superheroes, and superheroes have arms, right? Do they ever? Yes, yes. And Superheroes are big right now. They're cool now but all out, all that studio what we try to do is we have programs on there right so it'll be like a sequence of six workouts we'll cover your split for that week or we'll take a bunch of smaller shorter programs and show you how to put that together to be like a full-fledged kind of training workout that can carry you for a couple weeks that's kind of our app is something i'm super proud of i love the team that does it and i love what we've been able to do I'm kind of getting people on there
1: is that where you can catch the ebb and swole videos
2: you can ebb and swole yes you can also get those on on menthealth.com, that uh, that name idea wasn't mine. Was that brilliant. Was a, by the way. <laughs> it was right. I wish I had thought of it. That is our. He was the associate fitness editor at the time. Brett Williams came up with that. I'm just going to pretend like I came up with it, but but we all know it's not true.
1: I think it's awesome. I love the wordplay yes. on that. It's great. Now, I wanted to actually bring up your Instagram because you were talking about the the things that you get to put on your Instagram feed, and mm-hmm. where would where would someone find you? By the way, what is your Instagram handle, or or how would they get a hold of you?
2: um my instagram handle is at ebenezer samuel so it's my full name two three yeah and that's that's my that's my best uh contact for everything to be honest
1: and the two three i also saw you have a necklace with two three on it uh is there a significance is that michael jordan
2: wow you recounted me hard
0: um i did yeah. i i dove deep <laughs> that's what she does i'm gonna um, predict jordan i'm gonna guess michael jordan. i think
1: it is jordan but i want to hear the real one go ahead yeah no
2: no it it, it, it is Jordan. it is jordan yeah
1: ah. you're
0: right Nice. And
1: also you have a, a (laughs) so I was looking at your, your feeds that you keep on the top of your Instagram and you post your kicks, you post your shoes
2: quite often. Yes, Uh, less now because, um, because I don't get to go anywhere, right? It was when I interned at ESPN, the magazine, one of the, the older editors there had like a different pair of shoes like every day. It was before the Instagram age, right? Or before Instagram was like that cool. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to, when I, when I grow up, I want to do that, Right. And so, yeah, when we're like out in the wild, when life returns to normal, I aim to wear like a different pair of sneakers every single day.
1: You had some wheat-colored LeBrons that were really cool, yes. by the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, was, I was creeping on those LeBrons.
0: Hey, uh, I was sneaking a question. I want to talk a little bit about men's mm-hmm. health. How How is men's health doing? And I mean, mm-hmm. I know you guys have an online presence. Is that growing all the time? I still, I don't get the magazine anymore personally, but I grab it when I'm in the, you know, I like to see it when I'm traveling. Yeah. How's I used to, I'm out. 48. I used to read it just, you know, cover to cover when I'm in my thirties and I don't know why I got out of that, but you know, it seems like you guys are still doing pretty good, right?
2: Yes. Uh, first of all, you should read it all the time. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, we're going to fix that so that you guys don't mix me up with men's time. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'll send you the address here. You can send some copies. <laughs>
2: No, mental is mental is doing really, really great. I think what we've done in recent years is we've been able to I think we went from covering fitness trends to working to kind of set them and set a standard, right? Nice. What we've done since I've been there is is try to get away from just being very like group fitness um what's the latest group fitness trend who's the biggest name in fitness and stuff like that and mm-hmm. we've tried to really focus in on giving people one and again i have nothing against group fitness classes i have nothing against crossfit or hit or anything like that but i think that that's like a very one-dimensional approach to fitness right there's so many more ideas out there in terms of you know we need to build explosive strength we need to build a multi strength we need to get rotational right and so what we tried to do is give people that and present them principles that they can use in different ways as opposed to everything needs to be 20 seconds on, ten seconds off, you're breaking a, a crazy sweat, right? And in that way, I think we've kind of we've worked really hard to become, I mean, I think we probably to some extent always a leader in this space, but we've worked really hard to like maintain and solidify that position. So that's one thing we've done. And then the other thing I think we've done, We've worked really hard to like grow our socials and grow
1: mm-hmm.
2: what's on the website because it's really, really important to me. I mean, and you guys see it all the time, I'm sure. Like, there's a lot of bad random fitness on the internet. It's like 10 backflips and 60 yeah. burpees and that's your workout.
1: Bad random fitness. Yes. Wait, <laughs> right, wait, that's what
2: I do every day. Right? That's bad? That's oh, you. <laughs> sorry. Backflips. Um, <laughs> if, you, if, you blocks, if you do them with power blocks, if you do them with power blocks, it's okay.
1: There's a lot of power blocks in your instagram feed by the way high five i saw you shining first of all i love power blocks
2: which is why i'm i'm here right if i didn't if i was like a a different adjustable dumbbell i might not be a guest right you wouldn't have answered yes (laughs) yeah because um there's a lot of power blocks on there because um when the pandemic started like in new york it was it was pretty it became very apparent pretty quickly that you couldn't go to the gym right Mm -hmm. and so it was actually awesome being able to get my hands on a pair of power blocks because they go up to 90 I believe, I, you know, yes, I can bench press more than 90 pounds, right? But it, I, if any human cannot get a good workout with 90 pounds or with 180 pounds, 180, weight, yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah, because a pair of power blocks, if you can't get a good workout with 180 pounds of weight, it's because you're either the world's strongest man, Martins Liches, or you're just like, you're, you're refusing to kind of like yeah. utilize the weight in a really smart right. way. So yeah, my power blocks got me through the pandemic and i i've really come to again like i have more weight you know when it comes to dumbbell training it, it does not get better than you guys oh god i gave you an ad in there i'm sorry thank no. you
1: a
0: little little plug, <laughs> little right. plug. Hey, and, and and i know it's there's probably <laughs> nobody listening that needs more than 180 but we we have that you know we can make that happen right dan yeah dan the producer's nodding well we got to wrap this up ebony's are pretty quick here mm. i don't know if i have any questions that we haven't asked maybe you got one I kinda or two? Yeah,
1: I kind of want to wrap it up with when I was doing my deep dives. I mentioned, or I saw that you mentioned quite often, the mind muscle connection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I wanted to just touch on really quickly: how do you help your clients, or how would you help readers or listeners to build and maintain that mind muscle connection? And what is it
2: for you? So the mind muscle connection is is I think it's the I think it's something that's missing a lot of times in fitness, right? Because we we sit a lot because we don't move really well, right? And we forget we forget that, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing a row, we th- it is not a point. And, and also, this is a little bit of the impact of CrossFit on fitness. And again, I'm not necessarily a CrossFit hater, it, it gets us in this mode sometimes. And we think that certain movements are point A to point B, right? Mm-hmm. In order for me to bench press, I need to get the weight from my chest, I need to be able to straighten my arms. And that's the movement, right. And, I, and we get away sometimes from thinking about the muscle that we're actually trying to activate, right? which and that's and so it's interesting because like that that's so critical especially if you're trying to i wanted to look like a superhero when i was a kid that's so critical to like to building muscle and to building targeted muscle to know what you're trying to hit right sure. and so that the, the mind muscle connection is, is the simplest way i can explain it or the way i like to think about it is it's being able to activate and squeeze like actively squeeze and feel the muscle that i'm working on any given movement. And yes, there are going to be movement there are going to be exercises like deadlifts, squats, cleans where I'm working multiple muscle groups, right? But for any kind of single joint motion and for a lot of multi-joint motions too, like the bench press, I should be able to feel and connect with the muscle that I am intending to train. So when I get into a bench press, yes, I'm going to hit triceps, shoulders, in the process, but I'm there to train my chest. So I like, or that's why I'm particularly there to train, to do the bench press, right? So I need to be able to feel that muscle activate as I'm doing it. Right.
1: Yeah, going into it with intention, it sounds like.
2: Yes, exactly. And I think that's missing sometimes, partly because for a variety of reasons, we forget how to work certain muscles. We forget like the amount of people who can't turn on their glutes in society, right? Because we sit so much and our glutes get into that very kind of lengthened state, and they, ne- they don't spend enough time contracted. It's, it's also, I mean, that's a whole separate podcast in itself about back pain, right? But we forget how to do it. Um, and it short circuits both like our general training and our ability to build targeted muscle, which if we really get down to it, is what a lot of guys want. It's what I wanted when I was in the gym, when I started going to the gym. Oh.
1: Who wouldn't want that?
2: Exactly, right? Awesome. My biggest tip and the thing I try to do, I do it a lot on my Instagram too, is pausing like owning the you should be able to pause at any point okay and again this varies from movement to movement right but in general you should be able to pause at any point in a basic exercise we're not talking about power cleans. we're talking specifically about slower controlled movements biceps curls bench presses deadlifts shoulder presses you should be able to pause at any point in that range of motion and have the muscular control to own that pause and feel it you're gonna have to go lighter to do it right But if I can pause like halfway through a curl and and squeeze my biceps, I'm going to be able to establish that mind muscle connection, which can can then apply. I can then apply if I want to go to a more explosive cheek curl or something like that. So that's how I believe that's the that's the best tip I can give, especially for back exercises, pausing at the top of a row and squeezing. That's the best tip I can give to start to build that mind muscle connection. Again, it's critical to go lighter in weight to do that. But it's going to make you so much better, and it's going to make the exercises so much more effective when you switch to that heavier weight that you might want to use. I dig that. Thank dig you it. for that.
0: Dig it. Well, hey, listen, Ab, we we're uh, we're a little over on time, but here's the deal: we're going to get you back on sometime in a few weeks, if that's cool. I think uh, if you're cool with it, every couple of months, there's so much more stuff we could ask you. I know you've got uh, you've got a lot of stuff. Uh, you, I'm sure a lot more things you'd like to talk about.
2: I am. I'm am happy to come on your podcast anytime. I'm a huge fan of PowerBlocks, and thank you guys for having me.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much. Ebenezer.
0: Yeah. Thanks for your time, dude. We'll talk soon. No problem. Thank you for having me on guys. Bye bye. Ebenezer Samuel. Did, Ebenezer. Did, I did. Uh, I Eb bad. Swole. Did we stay? <laughs> Eb Swole. Did we establish Eb? I was calling him. I don't, yes. Right. Ebenezer. Eb. Yeah, no.
1: Cool nickname. I, I really to, enjoyed it. I forgot his-
0: to ask him if his mom calls him Ebenezer, you know, that's probably well, the only person name who, him that you would think, right? Yeah, at school I was, for the win. And I could, I was gonna almost ask why.
1: We can ask him next. time. I bet time. he was
0: named after maybe. I think he's a junior, Scrooge Junior, or no? no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Do you think anybody called him that in college? If he was my roommate in college, his nickname would have been Scrooge. I'm
1: sure if we both thought of it, there's got to. be He could have been the person. most
0: generous guy on the planet, and he probably is. He doesn't, sound, you know. And I still would call him Scrooge, but that's how I. I call what? him
1: McDuck because I I take it one farther.
0: Oh, McDuck, Scrooge McDuck. That yeah. was it. Yeah, okay. Boom. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm calling him next Special time. Especially
0: if he walked around the dorm room with just a shirt on. Bad, bad joke. Um
1: bad, Dad joke, bad joke. <laughs> Either way.
0: <laughs> well, hey, listen. Uh it, hey, I'm glad that was good. That went yeah. well. You know, he's got Absolutely. Uh, New York you know, Giants. With, a, with a, well, next time we get him on, we got to ask him a little bit more fitness type stuff, but that was he had a, he had quite a background that was cool.
1: He's got a lot of great videos uh, with a lot of awesome FAQ, Q&A type stuff. Do you want to know
0: the football player he's talking about? Not I'm, really. Okay. No. I'm just Leave kidding. it be. I, I'll leave it be. All right. Hey, hey, do we need to plug us? Powerblock.com. Check out Support. Powerblock.com. Subscribe. Yeah, go follow Share. us on Insta. Insta. As the, as the kids say. And the face, Facebook, the And the Facebooks. And
1: also review us on Apple iTunes. Oh,
0: yeah. Hey, if you like yeah. this podcast or if you don't like it, I guess if you don't like it, don't bother. But if you like it, and you probably do, right? Go, I like re- go review us on iTunes. Hey, thanks, Kitty. Uh, thanks again for having me, and we'll, we'll, ca- you we'll catch you next time. Peace out.